When was the last time airline food changed your life for the better? This is the story of how an exotic meal on an airplane sparked an obsession that led to a life-changing decision and a brand new business with pickles. Kimchi, how I normally explain it is that it's like a Korean version of sauerkraut. It's a fermented vegetable. It's spicy, it's sweet, it's salty. I became obsessed with it the moment I had it, which was on a flight to Sydney. Normally meals are just absolutely terrible when you're flying. And I was like, if this has so much flavour and I'm flying, it's going to have to be amazing when I'm on the ground. How do I get more of this? How do I make this? How do I eat this all the time? Thanks for subscribing to Start Me Up from O2 Business, a podcast about the side hustle. Stories from brave entrepreneurs who dared to make their passion project their nine to five. I'm Ruth Barnes, and I did just that with a podcast production company. The folks at O2 Business wanted to tell these kinds of stories. All the joy and all the drama, the ups and downs, they understand that being flexible is really important when you're starting up on your own. Back to Pickles. Freddie Janssen lives and works in London. Her first taste of kimchi on a plastic tray on a flight four years ago made her give up a fun, well-paid job and take a gamble on running her own food business, F.A.T. Pickles. A new business, yes, but she was no stranger to pickles. So I grew up in Holland and grew up around pickles. So I think one of the main things that I would love as a kid was going to the local snack bar which is like the Dutch equivalent of like a kebab shop or a fish and chip shop where you get everything deep fried absolutely delicious very very bad for you um but one of the things that we have in the back of the shop would be these um massive like glass jars of these bright yellow pickled onions and I would always get one of those because they were actually my favorite thing in all fairness when I moved to London I had no interest in food. I was a terrible cook. I mean, when I moved here, I had no money. I would eat beans on toast and fish fingers, and I'd be quite happy with it. But then I started growing for, like, Vietnamese meals and just, yeah, I was introduced to all these different cuisines from all over the world. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. I'm actually really into this. How do you go from fish fingers and beans on toast to being shortlisted for the Young British Foodie Awards this year? Oddly enough, for Freddie, it was her old job that unexpectedly inspired her interest in the business of food. I worked as a creative director at a boutique advertising agency. When I was working in LA and New York, I was on a job. I was doing quite a big corporate film production out there. wasn't really enjoying it. I went for an amazing meal in Los Angeles and just kind of thought, this is what actually makes me happy. And went to New York straight after that. And um, I think it was a visit to the Mars Brothers chocolate factory where I saw such amazing products and packaged really well. And I think I was kind of like, I decided there and then, like, I'm going to leave my job in advertising and see how I can do something like this. I think with advertising, it's such a long process. You never really see any results. And I think I kind of saw this whole process of just, like, you get the produce, you cook something, you serve it to people... People aren't happy, they say thank you, and they go home happy. So I think at the moment, the, the core of my business would be catering. It can go from 
private events to doing street food to doing things at restaurants. One week I'm doing market stalls, another week I'm doing a private event, the other week I'm cooking at a restaurant. So I think it's that kind of idea of just being flexible and keeping things interesting, but also just kind of being open-minded to what will happen next. Yeah, um, so I think what we'll do today is make some pickled avocado, um, which I'm very excited about. I haven't made it before. Um, I read about it last week. Two worlds collide because everyone loves avocado and people love pickles, so I feel like it's going to work, so let's try. <laughs> what I'm going to do is that I'm just going to cut the avocado up like any other pickle that I would make, and then I'm going to make a brine out of rice wine vinegar and water and some spices. So I'm just using sugar and salt and peppercorns and some sort of chili. I think I'll use gochugaru, which is like a Korean chili powder. So we're just going to heat up the brine and pour it over the avocado and then wait for the magic to happen. Her first opportunity came from friends opening pop-up restaurants in East London. No one else was doing pickles and Freddie saw a gap in the market. Time to get serious. If you're cooking for people, you put an apron on. You can't just stand there in a dress and look fun and like, hey. When I started doing the pop-up and I was cooking every day, you know, I learned that I had to label things properly and when you put them in the fridge and just like all of these things that I just had never done before. You know, I had to get my certificate in food hygiene and I, I was kind of doing it for the love of it rather than being smart about it and treating it like a business. Demand was growing and it should have been a thriving company. But Freddie found herself knackered and pretty broke. And then the exploding pickle jars, no, really, pushed her over the edge. I would just spend, like, nights here or at my old house pickling things till 2, 3 in the morning, basically just into, turn into, like, a little production line. And then, because I don't have a driving licence, getting Ubers to all these shops, so then you're like, oh, actually, I've made £5 pounds on this entire job. One of the products that I was making, which I'm so happy not to be doing anymore, it was such a nightmare, it was this kimchi hot sauce. And people just went mad for it. Kimchi hot sauce, how I would make it is that it was a blend of fermented kimchi that had been fermenting for two weeks, as well as a fermented hot sauce. Now, something fermented is a live product and it bubbles. If it's in the fridge, it's fine. If it's summer and the shop have these jars in the shop and it's getting warm, they can explode. So at one point I was working so hard and I was making so much kimchi and so much hot sauce and jars would just be exploding. I'd get emails from people going, yeah, it's another two have exploded. And I was like, I just don't understand what's happening. And I couldn't sterilize it because then, you know, it wouldn't be a live ferment anymore. That was a bit of a nightmare. Taking control of her business has changed Freddie's outlook. There's always more to learn. But now, confident of the bottom line, she has big ambitions. I think I've grown up a little bit now. And I'm like, I make a spreadsheet every time I do something now. I'm getting better at saying no to jobs that I know that aren't going to make me that much money, for instance. And also approaching things in a different way and thinking, OK, first of all, do I want to do this? Second, what am I going to get out of it? Third, Am I going to enjoy this? Does this make sense for me? The key to my business or business success is, um, is the good network that I have. Whether that's friends that help me at events, um, whether that's chefs who give me advice on how to do something, 
I think I just have a genuine love for restaurants and for bars. I think that's kind of become clear to me that's, that that's what I want to do. Have a place one day, whether that's a cafe or a restaurant or a bar. I'm not quite sure yet, but I think like the only way to find out is to just keep trying as many things as you can because I want to make sure that the decision I make next is the absolute right one. So the kimchi, kimchi I'm trying out is... Um, Really good, super punchy, sweet, and salty, sour. Basically everything that you kind of want from kimchi. This one's quite zingy because it's been fermenting for probably four months. I'm happy to like have it and serve it with just like a cold glass of beer. You can serve it, you know, as part of like a, a meal with, with white rice, sticky rice. Obviously with things like bibimbap, which is like a Korean dish with rice and vegetables and egg how I have started serving kimchi a couple of years ago is um as a grilled cheese sandwich with cheddar and stilton so I first came across the kind of bizarre combination of um, kimchi and blue cheese when I was in New York and um I was at a bakery called Momofuku Milk Bar and I had this Amazing croissant, and instead of normal butter, they used like a kimchi butter, and there was a little bit of blue cheese in the middle, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing, this is one of the best things I've ever tasted in my life. So I obviously went home and tried to make the same croissant, and massively failed. Really hard to make croissants, they were like little rocks, um, and I brought them into work, and everyone was like, oh my, this is disgusting, Freddie. Uh, but you know, you kind of like try things out, but then afterwards I was like, well, how do I get that flavour of that croissant without making the croissant. So I just used some really nice bread and made it into a toasty. And it's actually been like the bestseller of everything that I've sold for the last couple of years. Freddie's brand is growing. Skills she learned in the ad industry have informed her decisions about the company's image. And this year she published a recipe book, Pickled. It's become her calling card in the food industry. From a business point of view, it kind of, it made it very focused for me. Like, these, these are all the recipes. This is all the stuff I've been working on for the last few years. And having something like that and having a book out there, it makes everything a lot more legit and it makes it way more real. And it's kind of like how I started seeing it as a business, but it's also how other, start, how other people start seeing you. And, um, you know, the amount of press that I received afterwards has been really good and the collaborations I've done on the back of it have been incredible. So I think having something like this out there is like, it feels very real. Making the decision to start her own business has utterly changed Freddie's life. I had a pretty good and a fun job. I got to travel loads and I got to meet amazing people. I was on a decent salary. Um, you get very comfortable, but also you get bored and frustrated. So yeah, it was, it was a big step to make, but um, I've never regretted it. I'm always carrying so much stuff with me. Like, I'm always carrying crates of equipment and, like, big planches and griddles. It's, like, the most unglamorous life ever. You know, I wear, like, sneakers and, like, really, really dirty clothes. I mean, you get, you get proper filthy. And um, I'm kind of okay with it. Having done fancy parties on rooftops in Miami, looking around and seeing people around me with fancy sunglasses and just thinking oh my god what am I doing here I absolutely hate this to my life now which is just um standing at market stalls at 8 in the morning um on a Saturday when everyone else is in bed with a hangover to working all day and just being covered in 
kimchi juice and whatever else that's around. It's not glamorous, but I enjoy it, so I'm a lot happier. We hope you found this episode inspiring and motivating. At O2 Business, they believe that everybody has a side hustle in them and that they are the perfect partner for all aspiring startups. If you have a great passion project that you'd like to be featured in our podcast series, tweet at O2 Business UK using the hashtag StartMeUp. This podcast was an O2 and Chalk and Blade production supported by Acast. Acast.